Welcome to St James Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast features edited highlights from our online Zoom service held on Sunday, May the 23rd, 2021. To join us online or for more information, please go to stjamesleith.org.uk. Be afraid, lift up your voices, the Lord is near. Good morning, everybody. Can everyone hear me okay at home? Fantastic. Um, first of all, thank you for the music group for preparing us for the service. And it's lovely to have a variety of voices and more voices. So thank you very much. And um, the worship team, we're developing these hybrid services from church and at home. And we're trying to increasingly connect what's going on in church with what's happening uh, at home. So with that in mind, Frank is going to lead uh, the first part of the service from home, and then I'll take over uh, from from church. So um, Frank will probably tell you more about it, but we're looking at uh, this Pentecost Sunday, the theme of diversity, which seems to be quite uh, a prevalent topic in the media, but hopefully uh, we can give some sort of biblical backing to uh, that the diversity is good and uh, something that God uh, not only wants us to do, but actually requires us to do. So I now hand over to Frank. Thank you. Now. Thank you, Ian. Uh, morning, everybody. A bit of a brief day in Leith, but morning. Um, good to see you all. Um, so I'm leading, Ian is reflecting, and... None of you quite know what to expect if, for both of those, so we'll see. And that's quite appropriate because this is Pentecost. Uh, who, who's to know what's going to happen? Um, so we've journeyed through Easter. We've gone through the highs and the lows, and we're now into a new season, a new start today. So as it's Pentecost, there will be bright colours. So thank you for all the bright colours out there. I can see a few, Mary Louise and others, and Suzanne, and yeah, it's all good. Um, uh, there will be flames. There'll be flames. So could you light your candles, everybody, please? That'd be great. Thank you. Add to our colours. You've got one ready. That's super. I think we'll do it each week, aren't we, Ian? I think that's the plan. Um, there will be tongues. So we've had voices in church. It's fantastic. Um, and there will be languages. Yes, there will be languages. Looking forward to that coming. Um, and there will be the Spirit of God. So let's be quiet for a moment uh, and ask God's Spirit to come and bless our worship this morning. So let's be quiet. Friend and stranger, welcome in the name of Jesus. Nous nous rassemblons, faisons confiance à la grâce et la miséricorde de Dieu. Amen. our confession and absolution. Trusting in God's forgiveness, let us in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. Da prastit nas Bog, 
reading this morning is from Genesis chapter 11 verses 1 to 9. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words and as they migrated from the east they came upon a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there and they said to one another come let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly and they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we shall be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the mortals had built. And the Lord said, Look, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. Nothing that they propose will do to do now will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language there so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from over the face of the whole earth and they left off building the city. Therefore, it was called Babel because the Lord confused the languages of all the earth and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks Peter. Thank you. Uh, yesterday, I was invited by uh, friends to go and watch the Hibs game. So first of all, I hope we can lift everybody's uh, spirits, the Hibs supporters. Um, and I decided to take something green, wear something green. And I struggled to find anything green in my wardrobe. And this morning I struggled to find anything red in my wardrobe. So clearly I need a more colorful uh, um, wardrobe than I have at the moment um, today, but it looks great, all the colors uh, that are there. So we celebrate Pentecost today, which uh, in many ways I think is the culmination of the gospel where God pours out the Holy Spirit on all believers and where the church is born like Israel before it, to embody God's presence on earth and to be a light uh, to the world. And at the heart of that embodiment is the idea that the church should be in unity as the body of Christ in the power of the Spirit. But uh, this morning I want to talk um, about the type of unity that's required. And I might be talking to the converted in many cases here but um, it, I think it does give us a really strong 
um, biblical foundation to really uh, strive for diversity. So I've asked for a different reading this morning, um, which was the Tower of Babel. Um, and in order to compare it with Pentecost and uh, see the different types of unity uh, that we can have. So I'm going to look at the Tower of Babel as a parable. So the reading starts off by saying now the whole world had one language and a common speech. In other words, this is a universal sameness about how people spoke using the same words to communicate and express themselves. And then it goes on to say, and they moved eastwards to the plain of Shinar and settled there. And again, going east in the Hebrew Bible was often symbolic of moving away from God and away from God's purposes for humankind. And then they said to each other, and notice the sense of unity here, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And they used to do that. They used to harden the bricks with the fire. And again, bricks in the Old Testament uh, are often not a good thing because they were associated with the Israelites being used as slave labor to build these monuments, these towers, uh, these pyramids. And bricks symbolize mass production, which isn't always a bad thing, but the temptation with mass production is that people become bricks, become commodities to be used and where humanity can be lost and people become things and numbers. In effect, they become slaves to the system. Then in our Babel story, it goes on to say, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we can make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the earth. So here we have the building of the people's own project to be admired and honored. And this combined with sameness is a project where everybody is controlled, where everything is on the same page, where everybody speaks the same language and where everybody has the same objective. And yet Yahweh doesn't seem too happy with this and Yahweh will not be controlled and comes down to look at the city and tower and sees that the people are united, all speaking the same language and having the same goals in this building of this great growth project. And you might ask, well, isn't that a good thing? This, this united idea of all going towards the same goal. But it seems to be depend firstly what the purpose is, and here it's explicitly egotistical to make a name for themselves. But secondly, how they are united. And it seems clear from this passage that God is not uh, happy with this type of unity because he intervenes by confusing the people with difference, confusing their languages so that they no longer understand each other. And then God scatters them over the face of the earth. So Yahweh is not impressed by unity based on sameness, where dissenting and prophetic voices, a modern day word for that for me is whistleblowers, are not welcomed. And in this Babylonian project, uniformity is required to believe the same thing, to pray in the same way, to have the same image of God. And Babylon in this story and throughout the Bible becomes symbolic of uniformity 
and the building of empire. And empires are always built on the controlling of others and making others the same as us. And I could, I could give concrete example after concrete example of where Tower of Babel projects are evident in churches, dioceses, workplaces, and I'm sure you could, where there's this movement towards sameness at the expense of diversity, where there's increased centralized control, ensuring that the same language is spoken and where personal towers and empires are being built. And sometimes this is manageable, but I think it's at the point where alternative voices are suppressed or marginalized that you realize that things are beginning to become toxic. So the importance of diversity cannot be overstated. And then we come to the, the, our Pentecost passage, which for me is Babylon undone. And our Acts passage starts with, all believers were in one place. They're no longer scattered, but drawn back together. And they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They continue to speak in different languages, but this time, instead of confusing each other, they're amazed because others are speaking their language and they understand each other. Unity in diversity is occurring. And later on in the passage, uh, Peter quotes Joel and says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, not just ones like me. The fire in the Babel story was used to harden the bricks, whereas the fire in the, uh, in the Pentecost story, the fire of the Holy Spirit, softens and open hearts and minds so boundaries are crossed. So again, it seems God does not want a unity based on sameness, but desires diversity, where we're united in love, where we can appreciate our differences, where we can dialogue and learn from each other. And then we truly become a community that God not only delights in, but a community that can begin to tackle the complexities and issues that face the diverse uh, community and context that we're placed in. I don't know if any of you uh, read the book, but uh, there's a book by Matthew Said uh, called Rebel Ideas. And in it, he shows the importance of diversity in teams when solving complex problems. And I, I can't think of a more complex problem than reimagining church after uh, COVID in a society which is, is changing. And he cites 9-11 as an example where he said the CIA hired what they thought were the best of the best, yet these best of the best missed so many signals that would have warned them that the twin, twin, twin towers were gonna to be attacked. And the primary reason that Matthew Said gives was that there was no diversity in recruitment. They were all middle-class, all middle-aged men, predominantly from Yale and Harvard, with no ethnic, no gender, no class or age mix meaning that they all viewed things from the same narrow lens and they all came to the same conclusions, whilst at the same time creating these echo chambers where everyone else was patting themselves on the back saying they were doing the right thing. So they had this absolute sense that they were on the right track. So again, diversity seems to be crucial uh, in so many ways. <coughs> But the flip side of that, although we need to look out for unity without diversity, 
We also need to be aware of diversity without unity, because that's where cliques develop. This is when we want to separate, when we take sides, form parties, when we become locked into our own ideas and ways of doing things. And when this happens, we choose the part over the whole, belonging to this group or that group, before belonging to the whole community. So on this Pentecost Sunday, let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us to live in unity with diversity and also to look outwards by fanning into flame a heart for our community so that we're energized and enthused to share God's love in diverse, creative and contextual ways, to be a light for our community, which attracts people to us because we provide a safe haven for all different types of people where they're accepted and celebrated for who they are rather than what we'd like them to be. And um, I always think there's a big difference between fitting in and belonging. Fitting in requires people to adapt while true belonging enables people to be their authentic selves. And that's what, as a community, we need to increasingly accept people as their authentic selves. So I'm going to end with a prayer by Pope Francis uh, that he prayed on Pentecost, I think, in 2017, inviting the, the fire of the Holy Spirit to shape our community and enable unity with diversity. Always, always more challenging than unity with uniformity. So let us pray. May the Holy Spirit be the fire of love burning in our community and in our hearts. Spirit of God who dwells in our hearts, guide and shape us in diversity. Come, like water, we need you to live. Come down upon us anew. Teach us true unity. Renew our hearts and teach us to love as you love us, to forgive as you forgive us, and to share as you have shared with us. Amen. The response to the prayers this morning, um, when I say, come Holy Spirit, Maranatha, will you please respond with, come Lord, come. Come, Holy Spirit, Maranatha. Come, Lord, come. Come, Holy Spirit, enter into the dark places of our world, the places <clears throat> where there is despair and hopelessness, where people can't see a light at the end of the tunnel, where there is addiction, poverty, a lack of basic things like shelter, food and clean water. Holy Spirit, bring your light to these dark places. Come, Holy Spirit, Maranatha. Come, Lord, come. Come, Holy Spirit, enter into the scary places of our world. Places where disease is spiralling out of control, like in India with COVID. Where people are waiting for the next bomb to fall, hoping that it doesn't hit them. 
where the only way out for people is to leave behind everything they've ever known and make a long, tiring and seemingly endless journey into the unknown, hoping that one day they'll be safe. Holy Spirit, bring your peace to these scary places. Come, Holy Spirit, Maranatha. Come, Lord, come. Come, Holy Spirit, enter into the forgotten places of our world, places that have got left behind as our news bulletins focus on new disasters and tragedies, but who still need our prayers. Places, <clears throat> places like Yemen, Afghanistan, Bangladesh and countless others. Holy Spirit, bring your hope to these forgotten places. Come, Holy Spirit, Maranatha. Come, Lord, come. Come, Holy Spirit, enter into the unjust places of our world, the places where food banks and free meals are necessary for some because of government cuts, where people cannot be heard as they cry out for justice over basic, basic human rights, where people are persecuted because of their religion, the colour of their skin, their sexual orientation or gender identity. Holy Spirit, bring your love to these unjust places. Come, Holy Spirit, Maranatha. Come, Lord, come. Come, Holy Spirit, enter into the sad places of our world, the places where climate change means fewer crops and species of animals become extinct, where pollution means that people cannot breathe good fresh air, where forests are being torn down and our earth can't breathe properly in the way that you made it, where few bother that the oceans are filling with rubbish, destroying wildlife, where people are ill and suffering, where people grieve for loved ones they have lost. Holy Spirit, bring your healing to these sad places. And here we want to thank you for the healing you have given to Naomi's friend and for baby Aaliyah. And we pray that the healing will continue for them. Come, Holy Spirit, Maranatha. Come, Lord, come. Come, Holy Spirit, enter into all the dark, scary, forgotten, unjust and sad places of our lives where we need you to bring your gifts of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Although we are many, make us one in Christ Jesus and help us to grow as a church where truly <clears throat> all are welcome. Holy Spirit, bring your enabling to our lives. Come, Holy Spirit, Maranatha. Come, Lord, come. Thank you, Elspeth, for those powerful prayers. 
So we now come to the peace, and we've been doing uh, this Namaste, which is honoring uh, the sacred in the other person. And of course, the sacred in all of us is unique because we are made uniquely different. So in our peace, let's honor one another's sacredness uh, in the other person, but while doing so, honoring their difference um, in one sense, but also the unity in that distance. So we meet in Christ's name. Let us share his peace. I think this could go on for a while, actually. <laughs> Lord God, as we come to share the richness of your table, we cannot forget the rawness of the earth. We cannot take bread and forget those who are hungry. Your world is one world, and we are stewards of its nourishment. Herr, lass uns mit unserem Reichtum den Armen dienen. We cannot drink and forget those who are thirsty. The ground and the rootless The earth and its weary people cry out for justice. Copper jalsung a pie routang lie. Copper critsung chue hai routang lie. Me palang mai. Le copra winyan chue hai routo nai quamrat. We cannot hear your words of peace and forget our world in crisis and all those who are struggling afraid and grieving. We now say together the Lord's Prayer.
Lord Jesus Christ, gathered in your name, we bind ourselves to you and to each other in the tasting of food and drink, symbols of nourishment and sharing. And as we break bread, as you did with your friends, help us to recognize you in all people and situations and places. Amen. When our Savior Jesus went away, he sent here a friend with us to stay. Come guide on earth, our spirit friend. Come to inspire, direct, defend. In all Jesus' friends, the spirit lives. It is Jesus' power. Spirit, where the church on earth do.